I'm doing a secret boy. You gotta yawn right when I push record. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, That's dude. That's so rude. Come on. That's so rude. I'm trying to do a secret boy, and I'm going to desperately try not to say his real name. Okay. <laughs> All of my notes have say John Smith. Should I? But I've read his name so many times <laughs> that I feel like I'm automatically going to say his name. I f- Should I give him a fake name? No, I gave him a fake name. He's John Smith. That's a bad fake name. It's, no, but that's what I put. So, like, if you say something else, I'm not going to know. I'm gonna oh, confused. sure. So if I start calling him, like... Julius, you won't. <laughs> no. Like, what? I'm going to be like, who is that? Who's Timothy? Caesar. Get over it. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, hello. Welcome. It's Derek History. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. And that's not how we usually do the order. <laughs> nope. So what do we do now? Now you're shook, but this is podcast where we talk about history business. And, and it's funny sometimes? Question mark. Now it's a mystery. Ooh. Ooh. A funny mystery. Who is it? Who done it? Who who did it? He doesn't murder any. Well. Well. If you consider war murder, I guess he murders people. He states, state sanctions murders. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Haley a while back did an episode um, where it was about a secret boy. A secret. And it was a mystery. And I had to guess who it was. Yeah. And I did guess who it was, only because you gave me, like, pretty good clues <laughs> that it wasn't that hard. And today, I'm doing a secret boy. Okay. Well, we'll see how good I am at guests. And the reason I'm doing the secret boy is I read this graphic novel about a history boy, and I was like, oh, wow, this is great, and it made me cry, like, three times. Oh, my god! It's for children. <laughs> but it's all very accurate, and it's very good. And then within that book, which is about a different history boy, um, there's like four or five pages where they're like, hey, you know this boy. And then they're like, well, things are different than you think probably about boy. Sure. Uh, and then they explain how things are different. And I was like, ah, I see. Oh, Ooh. now I, the truth, the rumor, <laughs> the truth come out. <laughs> the rumor come out. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to talk about boy. So... I want to say thank you to the website Mount Vernon that's about Washington for information. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's not Washington. Yeah. Uh, Biography.com has an article about this person. And so there's a book written by Jim Murphy about them. Okay. So thank you. To the people. Good good job. Thank you. So, John Smith. <laughs> one, one thing, I this is so a little off, mm-hmm. but I love that in the state of Washington, there's also a city called Mount Vernon. Oh, yeah. Because what a bunch of nerds. Yeah, it's totally. What a bunch of... <laughs> and we have a city that's named George. What just complete <laughs> nerds. And you know what's at George? Uh, I don't know. The Gorge. The, oh. My favorite it's terrible. concert venue. <laughs> The George Gorge? Yeah, the that's, Gorge the Gorge in George. That's terrible. Yeah. Why would they do this? <laughs> it's great though. We need to go sometimes. It's the best like it's the best concert venue there is. Outside and it's like natural echo from the gorge and like you just sit on a big hill that's like this. It's like grassy. It's really nice. I don't like that it's called the gorge. <laughs> we have to get over it. It sounds like a throat cancer. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It does. It's a word. Like, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of goiters. Is yes, what I'm thinking you are. Of. It's not the same thing. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Boy. So John Smith is born January 14th, 1741. What's his zodiac sign? Uh, Capricorn. Okay. Probably. Mm, okay. One of those. I think Cap- so. One of those Capricorns. It's either a Capricorn or an Aquarius, but I'm pretty sure it's Capricorn. Okay. 
Uh, and I would believe it <laughs> from his person uh, in Norwich, Connecticut. And his family is wealthy. Did we did we say what year? Is that a spoiler? Nope. 1741. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that is not a spoiler. Um, his family's Puritans, so that's Be good. Sure, yeah. And they moved there in the 1640s. And then they just bought a crap ton of land Mm -hmm. because it's real cheap because it's the 1640s and no one lives here. You know that Puritan land buying scheme? (laughs) Classic. They were in on it. Yeah. And then they just sell it for huge profit when people actually get there like 100 years later, you know? You feel like Within the next like 50 to 100 years. I feel like you're bad Puritans. (laughs) Right? Like Like That doesn't seem cool. You should have come over to escape like religious persecution, but you came over to make mad bucks. (laughs) They probably did, but then they were like, we could make some cash money, you know? Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I wrote capitalism at its finest. Yeah. (laughs) Buy all the land, sell the land once people want it. At the time, people came over and they're like, this is late stage capitalism. (laughs) Once the country starts like, hey, you want to vote? Here's some land. You want to buy it? Who wants to vote? Pay me money, and then you can vote. <laughs> you want a barn? Uh, then you can vote. But they keep doing the thing that messes it all up, where they have too many kids, mm. and then they divide it into pieces for all the kids, and then they do that, and yeah. then there's no more money anymore. Every grandkid has, like, a couple yards. Yeah, exactly. They have no more lawn. land or money, mm-hmm. right, because they're splitting it too much. It's like, pick your favorite kid. <laughs> Give them all the money. Have fewer kids. Ma- exactly. Marry them out. To once, other people who are rich. Yeah, once they uh, start surviving after a certain age, you can stop. Yeah, especially because it doesn't sound like they're doing a lot of farming. They're mm-hmm. just buying and selling land and being rich. So I'm like, yeah. you don't need this many kids. Or like get more land, <laughs> sell right. less of it. Don't you have money to buy more land? You can't. There's a finite amount of land. <laughs> Not at this time. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, at least. Um, and this is the time when people think that, like, wealth uh, I mean, some people probably still think this, but that, like, wealth is a sign that God loves you. Oh, people definitely still believe oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. But mm-hmm. I don't think, like, the majority of people necessarily think that. And I feel like at this time it's a heavy belief for a yeah. lot of people that it's like you are blessed because God loves you, which mm-hmm. is weird because in the Bible it says the exact opposite. But that's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no one actually reads the stuff before they go in and take the test of life. No. No one fine. reads the homework. It's fine. Uh, and John Winthrop, who's that douche that, like, was super horrible to Anne Hutchinson previously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a quote from him that says, God Almighty in his holy and wise providence hath so disposed the conditions of mankind as in all times, some may be rich, some poor, some high, and eminent in power and dignity, others mean and in subjection. Yeah. So he's like, if you got that cash money... God love you, and if you don't, then you're meant to be subjected. Yeah, I guess. Cool. I guess it's fate. Yeah, too bad for you. I guess it's your lot in Mm -hmm. life. God said some people rich and some poor, and uh, you're in the poor, I guess. Yeah, it's. it must be nice to think so. (laughs) He's the worst. Yeah. Anyway, Smith's dad makes barrels. Okay. He's a barrel man. He's he's one he's a barrel magnet. Have you seen that episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine where they go to like the barrel museum? I don't know. And like it's like Holt is like talking intensely about barrel. He knows everything <laughs> it about must barrels. Be a newer like, the episode. history of barrels. I remember it's it. It's incredible. Because he's, like, trying to, like, stall somebody, and so he's, like, talking, like, super specifically about how these specific barrels in this history museum were made. It's amazing. What a nerd. I love him. He would love this guy's dad. (laughs) But anyway, 
But he's like, I want to be rich, too. Because now he's not because all the money got divided up. Yeah. So he uh, starts working for this guy whose name is Absalom King. Wow. That's <laughs> an amazing name. Okay. Uh, and then that guy dies. Ab- Absalom does? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then Smith's dad is like, I'm going to marry his widow and take over his business. <laughs> yeah. And he do. And he do. Yeah, he do. Very Puritan of him. Uh, in case you're wondering, Absalom drowned on a business voyage to Ireland. Uh-huh. Sure he did. Casual. Yeah. <laughs> Very normal death at the time. Um, so John, because his dad now owns this amazing barrel business, he goes to private school, fancy boy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you better learn good. He's like a hoity-toity boy now. Mm-hmm. A hoity boy. And he learns from Reverend Cogswell. Oh, my God. <laughs> who studied at Yale College. Okay. And is also related to his mother. <laughs> and Yale has been open for like five years. <laughs> yeah. Five whole years. Brand new. But it's new. still the business. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty new, though, but yeah. it's like good. But his mom is like, that's great because I want him to go to Yale. So like, let's get this reverend who I'm related to to teach him. Also, he'll teach him how to be a good Christian boy. Which she's obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's not doing very good on that front. And she's like, he, listen, we need to work listen. on we need to work on his Christianness. Because mm-hmm. she's um, very concerned about it. He he doesn't understand <laughs> that <laughs> the good people are the ones who subject the poor people. Yeah. And we need to really he's teach really him. gotta get it. He doesn't understand yet, but <laughs> we will teach him. We'll get him. Uh, she writes to Cogswell about John. I can't believe that name. I'm just <laughs> so English. I'm just imagining a, a clock, <laughs> clock now. Just a living But imagine clock. him in like uh, religious garb. Yeah. <laughs> like religious outfit. Um, she says, it is with great deal of satisfaction that I commit my uncultivated child to your care under yeah. God. <laughs> my, my stupid field this child. Little gross spawn. <laughs> Fix him. Take this goblin and make him like learn human things. Yeah. So, yeah, his mom's real religious, really controlling because of that. And um, it's really stressful when you're a child just trying to live your life and, like, learn things. Can I go play with the other kids? No. Your soul is at stake. No, you will go to hell if you play with the kids. Uh, okay. There's a lot of, like, stories about John being, like, a little scoundrel kid, you know? Like, he's mm-hmm. he's a bad boy. Um, he's a bad boy. He, he a bad boy. I mean, boy. he's, like, 15 right now, so keep it in your pants. I mean, also, he's dead, so it's fine, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, I was just imagining, like, a little, like, John Travolta running around. Oh, yeah, around. yeah. Sort of, I guess. In a leather jacket. Which some of that might be exaggerated by people who don't like him. Who knows? Oh, sure. But one of the famous stories um, that is probably true is that he, like, I don't know if he set this barn on fire, but that there's a barn on fire, uh, and he gets up to the top of it and, like, tight ropes across it while it's burning. Okay. Just to be like, I'm a badass. (laughs) What? (laughs) Which I like because it gives me, like, assassin vibes, and I'm into it. What? Like, good Assassin's Creed vibes. (laughs) What? I don't know. Is that even remotely true? I'm so fat. That's not a casual in the, skill. In the book that I read about him, they talked about it. So I feel like it's probably true. It's not a casual, <laughs> like, oh, anyone can just do that. Because I think that the Reverend wrote about this to his mom. Oh, okay. Said that he did this. Because <laughs> it was like, well, I was in school. <laughs> It's like he's acting so, like a stray cat out on the wire. What is he doing? Yeah, while the burn the the barn is burning down, <laughs> doing up up on the rope. And he's like, I want to join the circus. <laughs> I want to be a wild boy. <laughs> and they're like, No, 
You no. will be tamed. Reverend, you must tame him. <laughs> He's uncultivated. <laughs> you let him outside? No. No. He's maize right now. I need him to be corn. <laughs> Listen. Tame him. He needs to be cornbread. <laughs> Grind him up. Grind him down <laughs> into meal. That's true. Till you can bake him. Uh, also, this is the great time of disease in America. Oh, yeah. Like the best one mm-hmm. for disease. Yellow fever all over the place. Oh, yeah. TB it's running a, rampant. It's a wild ride. Smallpox that we brought with us mm-hmm. on purpose. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah. going to need that. So 10% of babies at this time don't live for a whole year. Yeah. 30% of people don't get to their 21st birthday. Sure, it sounds right. Yeah. So it's like, good luck. And maybe that's why they're having a lot of kids. And they just happen to have healthy kids. And then they're like, dang it, we thought we were going to lose a few. We were... We were banking on a few of them not making it. They look at John. They're like, you were supposed to be... You weren't supposed to make it. You specifically. You weren't. I mean, look, we weren't... That's what he's doing to the fire. He's proving he's like, yeah. survival of the fittest, mofos. <laughs> look, hey, how, hey. look how great I am. They're like, no, we still no, don't love you. No, still not into it. Um, so John's older brother dies okay. before he's even born. And then they reuse his name because oh, that's, that's what they do. They don't have baby naming books back in the day. No. Well, Except they like, do. It's called the Bible, and there's more than one name. You can true. pick another one. There's, like, this belief, too, that, like, um, when you have a, a baby and then it dies as a baby, mm-hmm. uh, especially, I think, if it doesn't, like, make it all the way. Like, it's not actually born. It's, like, a stillbirth or something. Right. It um, wasn't, like, baptized or whatever. Yeah. That, uh, like, this next kid has that kid's spirit or something weird. Yeah. The spirit just recycled. Yeah, yeah. So then you just name it the same one so that mm-hmm. it knows. It's like, this is still your house. Yeah. Yeah. We just we built you a new house, but the same soul should go here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, God. Uh, so, yeah, they recycle the name. And at nine, his brother, Absalom. So they named his brother after his mom's husband that died when, and then his dad married her, which I find weird. Yeah. I find it weird because I was about to suggest, I'm like, why don't you name one of them Absalom? Mm-hmm. That's weird. One can be Zebulon, <laughs> Absalom. But Absalom was there, like her, her like dead husband. So and like, John. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> and John. Yep. Uh, but he dies of a mysterious illness, is all it says. Is it, was it jealousy? <laughs> Probably. We don't, they don't know. Lack of familial love. Yeah. I, I mean, at the time, it's really hard to pin down what it is. So I yeah. think because historians don't actually know what it is, they don't, like, want to take a whole bunch of guesses. They're like, ah, it's that an illness. That doesn't sound like historians. I don't. They don't care about this random nine-year-old too much, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> they just don't care. Yeah. It's not that they won't do it. They do it all the time. Notice this episode's l- not about him. They love doing it. And also, he's not, like, a little prince or something. Yeah. So who cares? No one cares just about him. random Puritan from Connecticut. Norwich? Ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm sure it's lovely now. They die all the time. No <laughs> one cares. So Cotton Mather. Oh, no. A famous preacher. Yeah. Says, go into burying place, children. You will there see graves as short as yourselves. Yay, you may be at play one hour. Dead. Dead the next. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Cotton. <laughs> So, like, kids are, like, cotton going for it again. (laughs) Kids are very aware, one, that other kids are dying, and two, that they could die any second so YOLO, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not YOLO because it's your mom saying any second you could die, so you better be a good kid Mm -hmm. or else God's going to hate you. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to go to heaven. So it's a lot. When you die tomorrow. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're like, why do you know specifically tomorrow, mom? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to make it. <laughs> so we're going to make sure you don't. Uh, I like. I have no idea like what she was like as a mother, mm-hmm. but we there's this like constructed bit now where she's just yeah. she hates him. <laughs> I don't think she hates him, but uh, most of her kids die. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, uh, and I think and he turns out really well. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, that she's mostly like just wants him. Uh, to live <laughs> and like <laughs> but because of that she's like yeah. really worried that like I think because of all the other deaths like worried that because he's being rowdy that he's gonna like die soon and also like God's gonna be mad yeah when you're younger God is more forgiving as soon as you get older God's like you're smarter now your brain developed what were you doing <laughs> what are you 15 come on <laughs> yeah that's old enough what are you doing come on stop being on barns and stuff how'd you not die from that why are you on a barn? Other people are just dying because they have a cough, and you didn't die from this. And you want a cough? <laughs> I'll give it to I'll you. I'll give you a cough. Uh, and his mom keeps writing him letters while he's at school, telling him that the neighbors are dying and, like, his <laughs> friends and family members are sick. Guilting the hell out of yeah. him. Yeah, that sounds like a it's mom nice letter. nice that you're at school, your sisters are sick, and your friend died next door. <sighs> yeah, that sounds like a mom letter. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Uh- <laughs> And his sisters at Yale, uh, where we sent you. His sisters Mary and Elizabeth both die. Oh yeah. And his sister Hannah gets better, and she's okay. Gosh, so many of the kids died. How many did they end up with? That it was like a weird succession. I problem. think at the beginning. Well, it's not with them. It's the previous oh, generation. Sure, sure. Here, sure. it's not really a problem. Gotcha. But um, no, at this specific level of their family, they end up. I think they have like six or seven kids to start out with, and they end up with two. Okay. So. Yeah, the sickness yeah. finally comes around and really punches their family in the face. It comes back. You know around. why? It's because he freaking, his dad murdered that guy and stole his wife. <laughs> That's so. why. And God knew. God was like, well, then all your kids are dead except for these two. Just you wait. <laughs> I'll get you. Just you wait. Um, and his mom's like, you must be special because you didn't get sick, but your sisters died. And God killed them. <laughs> God killed your sisters for you. And I was just like, Puritans, why are you like this? This is so horrible. This is why no one in Europe wanted you. You better feel special because <laughs> your sisters weren't special enough to live, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. It's, like, so much more intense than the guilt that, like, Catholic mothers yeah. or Jewish moms have. It's true. That's It, like, makes it seem normal yeah. almost. And you're like, but have you heard a Puritan mom right. go, go off? Ooh. It's rough, baby. <laughs> I'm glad that Puritans, like, Puritanism doesn't really survive. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, they're like, this is too much. Everyone thinks it's too much. No one can keep this up. This is ridiculous. Like, can we get a, a regular level of guilt? Like, this is, wow. Just, like, normal guilt. <laughs> just average level. Like, normal he's like, guilt? I just, for some reason, I know he's at school and he's at private school, but I imagine him being at camp mm-hmm. and then him writing, like, I learned how to do math today, Mom. <laughs> and then she's like, that's nice. Your sisters are dead. You're special. <laughs> you better be good so God doesn't kill you. Better be good. Or he'll come like, for you too. Thanks. Can't wait to come home for Christmas. I love you too. Love you. I know. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, okay. So then the French and Indian War starts happening, uh-huh. which is also the Seven Years' War when it's not in America. Mm-hmm. Different names for different lands. Yeah, different names, different games. In Europe, it's seven years because that's how long it takes. In America, it's French and Indian, which is confusing because then it sounds like the French and the Indians are fighting, and they some of them are, but most of them aren't. <laughs> like, mo- aren't most of them, like, on the same side? Most of the natives are helping the French try to beat the British, which is America. Yeah. 
So there you go. That's why. It's like they're against us, so we just named it that war, their war. Yeah. Like Vietnam, we're like, it's theirs. <laughs> yeah. We're not involved. The Vietnam, Yeah, French, Korea. Indian we always do that with our war. You war. know, <laughs> the only one is like civil war, and it's like, it's them. It's them. And revolutionary, just because then we get to be like, look how cool we are. Look at how fun it was. And 1812, because we just don't like to talk about it. Yeah, like, the, the naming conventions differ if it's on the home front. It is, yeah. <laughs> then it's just a year, like normal people. Or I guess in Europe, they, they like lengths for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know, which confuses. I wish they'd just say the year that it starts. But I guess 1812 is contained. Anyway, yeah. the point is it's happening. And people are fighting in Ohio. Uh, yeah, always. That's, well, And specifically, they're fighting over Ohio. That's why the war starts. Oh. There's a dispute. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not worth it. Just let it go. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, let the French have it. It's okay. What, they want it? Fine. <laughs> just take it. Just take it. But they're like, no, it. we need to be in a war in Europe and in America about it. And I'm like, that seems like too much effort. That's fair. Most of them go to the French specifically because they think the French are going to be less in their business, the natives. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're right because generally when the French are imperializing something, they uh, mostly leave natives alone. Yeah. The, they just want stuff. The Puritans came over and they immediately started demanding turkeys and yeah, things yeah. and giving them diseases. The French are just like, we just want, like, beavers and stuff. Like, <laughs> if you could get them for us, we'll buy them from you. Yeah. We'll just, like, sort of be around, kind of. Yeah, we'll, like, buy them. Whereas the British are like, you need to do what we say. And we're going to teach you English and force you to be like us. Yeah. And I'm like, just don't. We're going to get real nasty with it. We're going to get it. real up in your business about it. And that's like, stop being like this. You're going to have nightmares about us forever. And I don't want to say, like, any colonialism is good because it ain't. But, like, there are tears. There's tears. Yeah. And the British are especially, like, mean about it. Yeah. Aggressive. <laughs> It's it's that, like, tiny island energy. It is. It just, like, <laughs> erupting so out of them. Yeah. Whereas, like, France is so used to being surrounded on all sides by enemies that she's like, you just got to kind of let them be. Yeah. Just leave them. Who cares? Like, what? <laughs> you going to stick around and make them do what you want? The British are like, yes, yes, we will. We will. We're going to make them do We're it. Gonna, we, just, we do that to our people because they have nowhere to go. <laughs> we'll make them. We're going to sit on them until they do what That's we say. That's why we ran the, all the way away to America, <laughs> just mm-hmm. to get away from them. And then they followed us. So anyway. Yeah. John's mom gets sick. And then she's dying. Well, that's what you get, Mom. Because she's not special to God. She wasn't. I guess. She wasn't and, special enough. And they also lost all these kids. And so his dad starts drinking, like, a lot. Like, a t- like way too much. Mm. Even for this time period where they drink <laughs> a lot. Where they, like, have to because the water's bad. <laughs> where they drink a stupid amount and it's uh-huh. bad. It's almost like getting sick isn't God's fault mm. or, like, having to do with how well you don't cat rope a cross buildings during fires or something. I mean, that's not proven yet, that one, but I agree about the God thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so because they're, his dad is uh, sick uh-huh. <laughs> with the alcohol flu his, and uh, the illness, everybody's dying, um, they take John out of school because they don't have the money mm-hmm. to keep him in private school anymore, so I yeah. come home. So he do. And his dad is specifically being threatened with debtor's prison, Ooh, which fun. is pretty bad. Ooh, That's fun. when you're in debt and they put you in jail. And they're just like, sit there, which is weird because it's not you're not going to make money in jail. Like, so, like, how could you? I don't understand weird. how that works. But they would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's shameful in general to not only be in debt, but also uh, to be drunkenly in public, yes. especially uh, during the day. And if, like, your family is Puritan. And you're Puritan and Um, you're, like, alone. So 
Uh, his mother finds help, though, for the family with the dying business of the barrels and then also her son. Uh, she has cousins, Daniel and Joshua Lanthrop, and they take uh, John in and he's an apprentice for their uh, big, successful apothecary business. Oh, fancy. Because right now, medicine doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and doctors aren't real. And so <laughs> you have to go to the apothecary to get lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Specifically, usually, like, medical stuff. But they also, it's kind of like general storage. It's like going to, like, Walgreens. And they've got, like, bread. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, only one. And they're hiding it on an end cap. But it's there if yeah. you look hard enough. It's there. <laughs> You just gotta uh, look. But it's mostly medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they uh, are the only apothecary in this stretch of road from New York to Boston. Oh, good work. If you can get it. Yeah. And um, so good that the British are like, hey, we need your help with this war business. Mm-hmm. So they're getting lots of cash money from everywhere. Uh, so they're like, you can come work here, sure. And I'm like, probably a mistake, honestly. <laughs> Have you heard what he does? Have you heard what he does when he gets out? And John, like, for a millisecond is, like, called to serve in the military mm-hmm. for the French and Indian War. He goes to this battle, and then the French retreat, and he actually does nothing. And then they're like, go home. Mm-hmm. Don't need you anymore. And he's like, wow, what a fun military career. War is fun. <laughs> I loved it. I've won every battle I've been in. <laughs> He's never fired a shot, doesn't know. I'm so good at war. He probably didn't even have a gun. They probably didn't give him one. Yeah. They're just like, just stand here. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, I think he's like 16 right now. Yeah, don't give him a... (laughs) No. Don't. They're just like, stand here just so it looks like we have more people, you know? Little like feral Puritan (laughs) boy. Don't give him... Feral Puritan boy. Don't give him a firearm. Uh, So the 1760s... uh, Smith starts his own apothecary business because he like has seen the trade and he's like, I can do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with his cousins as partner, so it's not like he's like competing with them. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like that's dangerous family business. <laughs> if you're just like that's so, oh. that's so rude. Uh, and they give him twenty thousand dollars in today's money to start with. Oh wow, which is good. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, and then his mom dies of an unidentified unidentified illness, just like everybody else. Yeah. And his dad gets arrested for drunkenness right after. Yeah. Which is like yeah. Yeah. And specifically, he's arrested for drunkenness because he goes. To church drunk. Yeah, you can't do that. And the pastor demands that he publicly apologize and, like, confess his sins in public, mm. which I'm like, that's not appropriate to do. <laughs> like, if you're in a religion that confesses sins, you should not be made to do it in front of people. Welcome to Puritanism. <laughs> yep, they're like Catholics, but just taking it a couple steps further. It's, it's, it's they're scary. So much of it is about, like, public shaming. And, like, you, yeah. It makes sense for them. Right. And there was, like, slight confusion to me about whether or not his mom is a Puritan or a Calvinist. But honestly, Mm -hmm. who cares? Like, they're pretty similar, and they're both pretty bad. Calvinists are just worse because they're like, (laughs) it's like God already decided who goes to heaven and who doesn't. So, like. That's so dangerous. I don't even know how they, like, made that work. I don't know. I don't either. Because, like, it's already predetermined and, like... Like, wouldn't you just not do anything? Wouldn't you just, like, kind of do whatever feels good? Because you're like, he doesn't time? he doesn't care. Then, like, but I'm already getting but, in it, But or it's the not. opposite. They, like, really, really... They, like... There, maybe there's some sort of amount of works in it. I don't know, but... Sure. Or, like... Yeah. Maybe it's, like, if you're under the radar or, like, under the line, you can, like, push yourself up if you're just, like, really awesome. Or if you were on the list and you behave badly, you get kicked, get kicked off. off. Like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Calvinists are—they worship Santa. We don't understand the rules <laughs> at all. 
but they vote the the church votes that he can't take communion there anymore. Sure. And I think it's like the only church in Norwich or something. You're you too to. drunk. You can't have our special blood. You can't booze. be forgiven by Jesus every no. week. No. Goodbye. Jesus is tired of your bowl. He's tired of you. So there's that, and he gets arrested. <laughs> so it's a lot. Yeah, into the um, arms of the law. And then he dies of liver failure, which is like, who's surprised? Like, what What, what else is going to happen? <laughs> what, like, I mean, a disease, probably. Like, he would fall, a different disease. fall in a ditch and break his neck. That It was that or the liver. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm amazed that he didn't catch any of these other diseases, but God was going to get you with alcoholism. He dodged him. He had a plan. <laughs> he God had a plan for you. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a disease. <laughs> you can dodge liver failure, <laughs> but, but not for long. He got hit with that bottle right in the head. <laughs> right, right in the head. Um, so John, now the city like sort of doesn't like his family mm-hmm. because his dad's all drunk and weird, and then they all die, and then they're like, your family's sad. Um, Does the debt go away, or is it? like stay in the family I don't know they don't mention it so I assume it doesn't stay in the family well, that's nice um, at least yeah generally I think that's true like currently all I know is that when I worked at the probate office I used to have to call creditors and be like he died there's no money mm-hmm. and then they'd be like okay yeah because then I, they have to break the news to their boss in, what, in a book I'm reading uh, which is takes place in France mm-hmm. I think around the revolution yeah it's like you know, someone's family dies and they get, you know, letters like, so you have to pay their debts now. Mm-hmm. So uh, have fun with that. So where's the money? It's like, this is so... This is not okay. But even the character's like, like, how could you do this? This is so rude. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't a law. It's just like them being stingy and yeah. terrible. That's great. <laughs> um, and that boy was Robespierre. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Was me. And that um, and that little girl was <laughs> Rose Pierre. <laughs> of course. He's like braiding his hair. Yes. Going um, going to murder all the millionaires one day. <laughs> Love it. He was right. He was right. Rose Pierre was right. But so yeah, he's like, I gotta make my family like name good again. Because it used to be like they people used to think they were awesome mm-hmm. in general. And then now they're like you're terrible. Drunken, diseased. Poor people. Curs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're like. <laughs> Unloved by God. <laughs> yeah. Except for this one for some reason. So he stalks things. <laughs> Being poor is terrible. It, it's bad. Uh, which is hilarious just because <laughs> I'm going to mention it now and I'll remind you later. But there's a quote I have later about John where somebody's like, he's obsessed with money. And I'm like, mm, sounds like from someone who's never been poor. Yeah. <laughs> like They're like, all he cares about is money. And I'm like, yeah, because he used to be rich and then it all went away. And he was like, oh, that's scary. Ooh, I don't want that to happen I again. I hate it. Yeah. Hmm. Ugh. It happens more than once. So I'm like, maybe. Maybe. He's just not privileged like you, mm-hmm. jerk. But anyway. He stocks stuff in his uh, apothecary shop like Turlington Balsam of Life, Balsam, James Fever Powder, <laughs> and the Spirits of Scurvy Grass. Mm. You know, your yeah. favorite medicines. All my favorite medicines. Yeah. <laughs> cure all my diseases. Yikes. Um, his store is in New Haven because um, it's a bigger city than Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And and they're having, like, huge population growth at the time where they had, like, 2,000 people and then they get all the way up to 8,000 people within 25 years, which sounds like a long time. But for America at the time, like, that's very fast mm-hmm. for it to, you know, quadruple in size. Yeah. So he's, like, sweet, going to get all the customers, all the monies. All, <laughs> all of the monies. <laughs> get all the monies. 
And he starts hiring someone to take care of the shop during the day. And then he's going, like, to buy the stuff out into the world Mm -hmm. on a ship. And he's, like, people call him Captain. And he thinks he's fancy and important. It's very cute. Uh, he sails to all the way to Canada. Wow! And the West Indies. All the wow! Crazy! Oh my gosh! Um, I'm just imagining that that worst of all Assassin's Creed games where Canada has like penguins. <laughs> so bad. Like, wait, and like, you're like this isn't a map of a real place. Like, this is not an actual map of anywhere. Like, wh- what? Yeah. What is that? Rogue? Ugh. Terrible. It's the worst. It's not a good game. And people are like, and then people think like, sorry, I'm gonna rant. About this <laughs> I know. Time. I knew as soon as I'm like, I should mention, it, but I'm gonna get her on a rant. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> and then Shay is some people's favorite assassin. And like, spoiler alert, because it's not really a spoiler. It's a whole game. He's a Templar. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only game where you play like consistently as a Templar. And so then I'm like, they're like, he's my favorite one. And I'm like, because you like the evil. I don't understand. You know, and there's arguments being made about them both being evil, but still. But, um... Templars are worse. But there are no penguins in Canada. There aren't. Well, I know there was some point in that game when I was playing it, and I was like, wow, it's so nice to have this much money, and then I realized why. And it's because I'm a Templar. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh. You're getting funded by institutional right, terribleism. Because I just had crap. I've never had that much money in that game before. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wow. Wow. Like, too much money to do things with. It was just like, what do I buy? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> I should I should do a space program. Whereas, I know. Whereas every other game, I'm like picking up pennies off the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, woohoo! Maybe in two years, I can buy a belt. You know, I'm gonna buy me a new belt. It's gonna be fancy with these two million gold. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so uh, yeah, he hires someone so he can go off on adventures, and Hannah becomes his assistant for his business. Okay, he like generally he's like taking care of her. I think uh-huh. um, because. She's not married. And is that his sister? His sister, yeah. Okay. And she doesn't, I don't think she has a lot to do, mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Because if you're not married right now and you're a woman, what do you do? Like, there's, you have no, you have one purpose yeah. in life. Marry babies. And right now you're not doing it. Yeah. So, so. Uh, she's taking care of the shop while he's gone. Thanks. And, uh, but she's, like, they seem to have a decently good relationship. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> since she has to rely on you and also you're, this is all your whole family. Her name's yeah. Hannah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, John becomes really good friends with the sheriff uh-huh. in New Haven, which I'm like, good plan. Yes. Especially when you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. And he's like into his daughter. Okay. And so he starts uh, courting the mm-hmm. sheriff's daughter. Mm-hmm. Casual. Cash. She's apparently really handsome, mm-hmm. but painfully shy and frail. <laughs> oh, she's one of those. She likes to read. Yeah. So I think it's kind of his in is like he'll go over for dinner with her dad and like she'll be there. And so then he gets like flirt with her yeah. in like a comfortable space because she's really shy and awkward. And so they're not like off by themselves doing right. things, which I'm like. It's a good move. Like, hey, girl, you frail? I got medicine. <laughs> you frail? I cure you, I girl. got that slime of James' thumb or whatever. Uh, apparently, her religious views are also very similar to his mother's, so oh. hooray. Yay. Really attractive. You remind me of my mom. Oh, I love how you're my mom, but Ooh. you don't yell at me as much. <laughs> you're nicer than my uh, mom. You don't say God hates me all the time. <laughs> uh. Hopefully. And part of moving to New Haven... John was like, well, I'm in a new city. These people don't know me, so I can build up our name from, like, the ground up. Mm -hmm. And then people will appreciate, like, what I've got going on. Preach. Because in uh, Norfolk, people are like, boo, you know, (laughs) because they they know him. And, and like, the same families have lived there for, like, hundreds of years, Mm -hmm. right? 
So he's like, well, here, I'll have a new start, and they won't know, and then I can just be awesome. And they'll be like, wow, those guys are awesome. Right. You basically moved to a new country. Yeah. However, uh, the same situation in Norfolk is in New Haven, where those families have lived there for ever now. Mm-hmm. It's been like 120 years some of these families have lived here. So they don't like new people. So it's the same problem where they're just like, no, now we just hate you because you're new. Listen, <laughs> you need new people or you're going to turn into pugs. Yeah. And it's going to be it's, weird. It's bad. It's going to get and then weird. you can't breathe. Like so quick. Um, well, and those powerful families elect everyone in the city. Oh, right? sure. And like, of course. And since New Haven's like one of the biggest things in Connecticut, they probably elect everyone in Connecticut too. Mm-hmm. So they just control the whole thing. Uh, and they don't like new people. Especially they don't like... Young, new people with new money. This is old money versus new money, and they're like, get out of here. You don't belong. Even though he is old money, he's just regaining the money. You need the new (laughs) sperm, though. You need it. You need it. And the sheriff gets it. (laughs) He's like, but these people don't. We need new genes. He's like, I've seen everyone here, and uh, it's bad. You're all becoming vaguely... Lovecraftian monstrosities, we need new blood. Yeah, exactly. It's getting gross. Ooh, it's getting weird. Uh, so Smith joins the Sons of Liberty, mm-hmm. uh, which has started because the British are making everybody mad. Shake fist at Brits. Oh, pay pay your war debt. And they're like, no, we don't want <laughs> no. to. It was your war. We just You did it. We just did things. It's not our for fault. You. you fought with France. Again. Leave us alone. Uh, again, you just do it for fun. Why are you like this? We don't want. We don't need to pay for your weird <laughs> fetish. Get over it. Stop. Just kiss and make up. Just do it. We're gonna throw all this tea <laughs> in the water. Do it. Just screaming. Uh, here's what we think of your taxes. But uh, that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. We're we're only at the beginning of this. Uh, and he continues his business, uh, even though there are huge taxes on things, uh, and starts becoming a smuggler boy. Because, yeah. uh, and my book made the point to say, like, it's not because he's, like, a conniving boy necessarily. It's, like, lots of people are doing this mm-hmm. just to get around the British uh, because they're just trying to survive uh, the taxes. Right. yeah. And also, like, people still got to get stuff. So... You gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. There's a there's a great American history of smuggling. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the beginning. We're doing it. It's probably not the beginning. It's probably already been happening. But this is their this is like prime time smuggling. Everyone smuggles, and like tax stuff specifically at ports is the big thing. You're because right. once the stuff gets to the port, that's when the person's supposed to tax you. Yeah, and um, they don't have to. And they don't have They to. can just write down, I did it, and uh, nobody has to know. Or they write down that you brought in a different amount of goods, mm-hmm. and they're like, just pay me this much, and we'll just say it's good. Yeah. Uh, or they can just not even write you down. <laughs> you weren't here today. I don't know. Mm, yeah, no ship in this harbor. Yeah, weird. Uh, and, you know, if you're friends with them, uh, it helps. So, like, there are duties... On molasses specifically at the time. <laughs> Duties. Because <laughs> it's a, you know, for sugar and then also to make alcohol. Um, but there are no, none paid of these taxes at all from, in Rhode Island and Connecticut for 32 years. They just yeah. let you in. <laughs> yeah. There's no recorded payments at all, which I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> They're like, no, no, we need alcohol. So. Can you imagine, too bad. like, some, <laughs> like, British paperwork guy, yeah, you know, back in the kingdom being like, that's weird. They suddenly stopped selling molasses. Completely. And someone else being like, you idiot. No. 
They're just not paying. For 32 years. For 32 years? <laughs> like a supervisor hasn't checked on him for, also, like, like. It's one of those things where, like, uh, you know, if nobody punishes you after a while, you're like, uh, it must not matter. Yeah. It's like it doesn't feel like a rule anymore when you never get in trouble. So It's like clearly this law isn't that important because yeah. no one's come to, like, ask about it. No one's it. enforcing it in any way. We know they're looking. Like, the taxes go somewhere. Wherever yeah. they go, no <laughs> one's like, that doesn't seem like minute. enough for We're 32 enough. years. <laughs> No booze for 32 years. Rhode Island and Connecticut are like, we don't drink. Like We're too religious for alcohol. Babies born when that tax went into effect are full adults running their own <laughs> yeah. smuggling business by the time you found out. And they're like, molasses is good? Great. <laughs> they're smuggling molasses too. Great. Great. We're a molasses smuggling family. So Smith smuggles things, right, like I said. And this guy who works for him named Bowles. Bowles. B-O-L-E-S. B-O-L-E-S. Bowls. Bowls. So he notices the smuggling because uh, he's, like, on his crew. Casual. <laughs> yeah, normal. Hi, I notice you're smuggling. Because hmm. uh, he's on Smith's crew, and he's, like, threatens him. And he's like, if you don't give me higher wages, I'm going to report you. I mean, if you try to report me, I'm going to throw you in the harbor. And Smith's like, try me, beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, try. Try Who me. Gonna, who are you going to tell? Ooh. What molasses? Who you fight in? <laughs> who you fight in? You don't know who you fight Girl, in. Girl, who you fight in? Um, so Bowles tries to go report him, but the guy's not there that day. <laughs> oh, Which no. I'm like, that's also a tax problem if he's just not there sometimes. Um, <laughs> he was never there. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, this is my office and he never goes. Um, There's no point. No one ever pays taxes. The problem is Smith hears that he tried. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to F this guy up. <laughs> that is not okay. So he gets a whole bunch of his dude bros, uh, threatens Bowles, and says, you got to sign this contract that says uh, he'll leave New Haven and never come back. Oh, cool. Which I want to say is not good contract law. (laughs) So one of those Lion King contracts. I'm going to say that's a duress, that you're under (laughs) duress, and that doesn't count. Ah, too bad. uh, No lawyers. (laughs) Nope. They don't exist. Yeah. No lawyers in smuggling. (laughs) No law. Pew, pew. Wild <laughs> West. Pew, 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 pew. New Haven. Wild, Wild West. West. Connecticut. <laughs> um, so he does sign the contract, but he doesn't leave town. He just stays. Yeah. He's also like, try me, beach. <laughs> Come on. Um, this is how duels happen. Do you want duels? <laughs> so they don't have a duel. However, same, get the same guys. They kidnap him, tie him to a post, and whip him, and then he finally leaves town. I'm surprised they didn't go for the tar and feathers. Yeah, I know. They That's, were nicer. Especially when you, like, spend a lot of time on the docks. Like, mm-hmm. the dock workers and, like, the people that are doing uh, ropes and stuff always have tar. Right. Like, why didn't you, do the, why didn't you do the tar? Are you saving it for the British? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were hoping that, like, if they whipped him, that those were more, like, coverable. Whereas, like, tar, it's like, it all, there's always some left on you somewhere, and they're going to be like, what happened? Who did this to you? Yeah. Mm, it's probably, well, tarring and feathering is supposed to be public shaming. Oh, true. Yeah, this is private. This is private. This is just get out of my town. This is, we take you into the back room and whip you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so he leaves. Yeah. She's like, well, fair enough. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Smith is still a bit of a rowdy boy. Yeah, a little rowdy. He That's because he's a businessman. A little rowdy? <laughs> he's 
gotten more rowdy. It sounds like he's gotten more rowdy. He tried. He he just tried saying like, "Don't do it." He tried getting him to sign a contract, and he still stayed in town. Yeah, as his lawyer, like he tried he, so hard not he to gave whip other options. He tried so hard not to whip that <laughs> yeah, man. I'm his lawyer. Um, and it was he shouldn't have signed that contract. Why did he do it? It was a bad contract, and he still signed it. Yeah, it's his own fault. That's not my client's fault. <laughs> It's true. He did everything he could not to whip that man. <laughs> everything he could. <laughs> uh, anyway, so because he's a businessman, yeah, they've been doing this freaking stamp act and this freaking sugar act, and he's like, "This is bull crap." Yeah, I hate it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. England needs to knock it off, and uh, you know, I'm sure people know, but the stamp act just requires that you put a stamp on paper. Mm-hmm. So all paper. All paper. Which is, yeah, it should be called the Paper Act. Right. Um, it's taxing paper, which is like, you know, everything. Because it's basically everything. Because it's like playing cards. Mm-hmm. It's paper you write on. Right. It's like paper you like used to roll cigarettes. Envelopes, it's letters. Every kind of paper. Receipts, everything. Mm-hmm. And so especially if you're in business, it sucks. Yeah. Because you're using even more paper than everyone else. And so... People are freaking out about it. Mobs are literally pulling governors' houses down because they're mad about it. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and the other colonies are shook <laughs> specifically because <laughs> Connecticut is upset. Yeah. Like Remember my, you telling book, me. Yeah. The book makes a point to be like these British-ass kissing Connecticutans. I don't know what they're called. Connecticutans are upset too. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, like they print it in other states' newspapers, just that Connecticut's mad. They're, right? like, whoa. Whoever thought Connecticut would snap? Like, like Virginia and New York are, like, Connecticut, though? Connecticut? They're, like, wow, the revolution is happening. <laughs> Connecticut <Whoa>. is mad. <laughs> like, backwater, woodsy Connecticut. Because I've never really thought about it, but I'm, like, at this point especially, the states are very separate. Yeah. And, um... Like, when some of them want a revolution, like, other ones probably aren't interested as much, yeah. which is why, like, it's such a big deal. They don't that, agree like, on anything. This, this one state that's so conservative and so loyalist mm-hmm. is, like, showing that they're upset. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, man, like, it's legit Ooh, happening. We you, can do it. You pushed the Canetians. Con- <laughs> the Canetians. <laughs> can you look up what Connecticutonians. 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 Can't Google just, like, hear us that we keep saying Connecticut and then just know what I want? Doesn't it know? Connecticuters. <laughs> That's so <laughs> unfortunate. It says people oh. who live in Connecticut or who are from oh. Connecticut are called Connecticuters. Oh. Or cuters. Oh. That's... Oh, oh, good. You know who named them? Uh, like a grasshopper or something? something oh, sorry. No, Cotton, log- Cotton Mather. A logger? Used to call them... Uh, referred to Connecticuters as Connecticutonians. Uh, yeah. And Sam Samuel, it's like an A instead of an E. Uh, Samuel Peters referred to them as Connecticutonians. No. <laughs> so long. Connecticutonians. 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 No. No. Nicknames for Connecticuters include nutmegs and nutmegers. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> nutmegers. Nutmegers. Don't. Incredible. Not the nutmegers. Oh. This is from netstate.com. The state of Connecticut, an introduction to the Constitution. <laughs> Unfortunate. Thanks. So the nutmegers are on board. <laughs> <laughs> For the business here. <laughs> We're going to nutmeg all over them. And specifically, 
they have a guy in Connecticut who's the stamp controller. Oh. That's what they call him. Stamp controller. So he's in charge of the Stamp Act in Connecticut. He's a lawyer. Uh, and Not for long. <laughs> and um, they specifically, like, push him to resign so mm-hmm. much that they, like, form a mob. Yeah. And they're like, you have to quit, which is ridiculous because, like, someone else is going to have to do it. So it's like... He's like, fine, I won't do it. But it's like someone else is going to have to. So it's like it doesn't change anything. Yeah. But just the fact that they organized angry about something the British did is national news. Yeah. Whoa. We don't even have a nation yet, and it's national news. And it's news. national news. <laughs> During this, uh, John Smith gets into some trouble. Really? For disorderly conduct. I don't believe it. Uh, after a trial uh, and is told he needs to apologize and pay a fine. A trial or an important trial? It's a trial. Just a trial. Yeah, because he's just being rowdy. Sure. Because people are mobbing and he's like, yeah! He was <laughs> right in the front of him. He's such a chaotic he's that he's like, like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now is my time. Yeah, yes. he's probably like breaking chairs and just yes. being aggressive and they're like, okay, got, calm down. Give us money and apologize. And he pays a fine, uh, but he will not apologize, mm-hmm. which is a really good understanding of who he is for the rest of his life. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize. I don't feel bad. It gives him, like, post-traumatic stress. Yeah. To, and like, when people tell him to apologize. It's probably, yeah, because of his mom. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, like, apologized for being alive. Apologize or you're going to hell. <laughs> well, and I think that, like, I really think in general he doesn't really regret almost anything he does. Like, mm-hmm. probably smaller things, but I think, like, major decisions he makes, he just is like, no, I thought that was the right thing to do, so I did it. Like, yeah. he's that kind of person. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't think he feels bad, so he's like, I'm not going to apologize for that. I yeah. should have done that. Um, and also he burns effigies of his accusers with his friends uh, after parading them through the streets. Yeah. <laughs> so he really does not apologize I mean, and does not feel bad. All of this sounds like... Very regular Sons of Liberty (laughs) activities. It's true. They were not, like, gentle men. No, rowdy boys. Rowdy, nasty boys. All the gentlemen don't want to be in this war. They're old Mm -hmm. and they're tired of you. They're all the people he moved to this town who, even when he moved here, were like, ew, goodbye. Ooh. (laughs) The Sons of Liberty are young men (laughs) who are angry and burning stuff and whipping people. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So he's upset about the stamp thing, but he, like most of the people in Connecticut still, doesn't think that, like, leaving or, like, breaking off from Great Britain is a best idea. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are concerned about, like, how are we going to support ourselves? Yeah. like, all the things you should be worried about. And, like, they're going to kill all of us. Right. They're yeah. going to come back with ships and murder everyone. Yeah. So, like, he's like, I don't think it's that bad yet, but I'm upset about this, like, you know. We saw what they did to literally everybody else whenever they arrived with their ships. Yeah. Then they, right. and then well, they and, <laughs> and, like, very recently they just stomped on France. He was in that war. Yeah. And I, he watched the French just run. I saw. Quickly away. I saw. And he's like, they just saw us and they just were scared and left. So it's bad. That's going to be I don't the, think we want to do that yet. It's going to be you. <laughs> be you, son. Um, so he and the sheriff's daughter get married, and they have three sons. Uh, and someone starts a rumor about Smith that he has VD. Sure. I um, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And he sues them for defamation. Okay. Because uh, they don't have any proof. Yeah. I'm like, prove it. <laughs> this is the problem. When uh, you do like these things, yeah, prove it. So... All that really does is, like, draw a lot of attention to it, Mm -hmm. Uh, which makes uh, the author of that book I was talking about, Jim Murphy, the historian, think he doesn't have it Mm -hmm. because he's like, he has to know. 
that, like, this is going to bring a whole bunch of eyes on him. And, like, why would he do that if he did? His outrageous pride. And I'm like, maybe, yeah. But I get the point of, like, he's got to know that, like, now everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's going to know, you know. But I'm like, man. Um, so he duels the guy. Yeah. Uh, so he sues him and he duels him. America. <laughs> Sules and duels him. <laughs> Sules and duels him. Sul, sul. Sul, sul. And so um, he duels the guy who started the rumor and is uninjured. How's the other guy? I think he gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't die. Okay. John wins. And then this is another different separate duel entirely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this guy Smith, or Smith doesn't go to this guy's party. Captain Croxy mm. has a party. I bet his party was kind of musty. <laughs> and Smith... Literally goes over to his house and apologizes for not going to his party. Oh. He, like, actually feels bad. That's nice. Yeah. And then Croxy calls him a damn Yankee, uh, destitute of good manners of those of gentlemen. And I'm like, I... he is literally apologizing. I mean, not the time. He's right. Yeah. He, it's true. You should But, like, this is, it. like, the only moment when he's, like, be, having yeah. good manners. And then he's like, no. We're never going to be able to enforce that behavior if you yell at him when he's apologizing. Right. <laughs> like, you have to give him a treat and say, good boy. Good. Um, so they have a duel. Uh, and Smith shoots him. And then Croxy, uh, or Krosky? I can't read. Uh, gives up and apologizes so that he doesn't die. Okay. Uh, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I'm him, sorry. And then he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> oh, it was my bad. <laughs> That's how duels work. <laughs> I wish I'm, right. sure, I'm sure Smith is like reloading, like, you want to go again? Huh? Yeah. What do you want to do? One more? Yeah. Am I sorry or are you sorry? Let's, let's decide. I guess now I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, me. I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, this is one of the times when I'm like, it's fair that they're dueling because I'm like, you both did something wrong. Right? Because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just, like, someone yells at someone and they're, like, apologize. And they're, like, no. And then they duel. And I'm, like, the other person didn't do anything, though. They just said apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but at least this time both per- people did something rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so he probably never goes to his parties again, I assume. Yeah. Never invited again. You know, he should have gone to all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uninvited. Quietly goes sips his wine. <laughs> brings his gun. Stared at him intently from just the cleans it in the corner, corner of the room. Yeah. So then Lexington and Concord happens, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the first major battle in the American Revolution. I'd say the first one in general. It's kind of the start point because mm-hmm. it's not really like revolution yet. It's just like the first time there's like a big fight yeah. between Americans and the British uh, or who people who will be Americans someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Smith hears about it because a dude rides into town and is like, bro, stuff is happening uh, over there, mm-hmm. and we need a militia here right now because, like, they're a coming. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they could come here any second. And uh, Smith is like, great. He's He loves fighting. He's so rowdy. <laughs> Finally. And he's like, yes. And so he's elected to the position of captain in the Connecticut militia in 1775. Uh, most of the boys in his militia don't own weapons at all. Yeah. Because uh, they don't need to. They live in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the powder house that they have mm-hmm. in town, and uh, the town elders uh, won't give him the keys. Oh, like, move side, old man. Uh-huh. Reckon I need those firearms. <laughs> and they're like, nope, that's we don't need those. <laughs> We've never liked you. Yeah, they know it's probably. <laughs> we uh, never liked you, but young he's man. Come, but he's come up there with, like, a whole bunch of young men who want guns real bad. Yeah. So I'm like, you're in danger. <laughs> you're also, in he danger. just shot, like, two men recently. <laughs> you're in danger. Every time people don't yeah. give him what he wants, he shoots him. So watch out. So, uh. 
Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Um, And so uh, they're worried about all the violence, right? Because they're old and they're like, I want to be British. And uh, they won't give Smith the keys. And he says, none but almighty God shall prevent my marching. Okay. So he's like, are you God? Then give me the keys. (laughs) Oh, are you God now? Yeah. And he literally is like, give me the keys or we're going to break the doors down this town hall and, like, take them from you. Mm -hmm. We're going to beat up these old men. Yeah. Uh, So they're like, fine. You can have the keys. (laughs) I feel like. They're more scared of the young. We're getting to the point in you talking about him where I'm like, I think I've heard this before. Oh, yeah. But, like, I don't remember who it was. Whom it could be. Or there's, like, a few people. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, I wasn't going to give you very many hints. And, like, that's why I'm, like, not using Like, I'm, like, his wife he marries. Because I'm, like, I don't want you to know her name. Mm Because that could be a hint of who it is or who it isn't. Um, But specifically, like, yeah, part of the point is, like, it could be literally anyone, kind of. It's just, like, like like I said, the only thing is, like, who lives in Connecticut? Yeah, which one's in Connecticut, (laughs) though? I'm like, because that eliminates a few people. It's like, Uh I know a few of you are from Virginia, so it's none of you. Right, and I, like, (laughs) I don't know which ones are from Virginia. I only do because of Hamilton. Or, like, (laughs) I know the obvious ones that are from Virginia, but I also know, like, Jefferson would never write mm-hmm. any of this. Yeah. No. He's not a he's, he's not aggressive and ambitious enough in and this like, way for these things. And like Washington is too old. Yes. And other things like that. But right. we'll we'll see. We'll see. So Colonel Parsons is returning from a Boston siege. You uh-huh. know, he was over there while they were fighting. And he comes back to Connecticut and he's like, dude, we need a lot more stuff or we're gonna beat the British. That was rough over there. Yeah. And John's like Ooh, we've got a whole bunch of weapons at Fort Ticonderoga, mm-hmm. right up there. Yeah. Uh, which the British are at. You know, they're there. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, cool, let's just go take it over. Mm-hmm. You know? Why don't we just go take it? Why not? We have a militia now. We have guns. I threatened some old men, and they gave me the keys. Yeah. And we can get more stuff there, because they've got, like, <laughs> cannons and stuff at Ticonderoga. Yeah. And a fort. Like, it would be very helpful to have a fort. Mm-hmm. Especially Ticonderoga is, like... Uh, there's, like, a river that connects it to Canada. <laughs> there's, like, a river. <laughs> there's a river um, that, like, connects it to Canada. It's, like, the tippity-tip of America. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, a real good position to be in generally. Uh, so, like, let's just take it. What if we just took it? Let's do it. And it was built by the French to protect Canada, uh, but then they lost in the French and Indian War. So it's not, like, that good of a fort. <laughs> Is what the I'm British here. have taken it previously, and it's about to be taken by, like, a bunch of, like, probably a little drunk men with guns. Could be. So, like, maybe not that so good of a fort. How good of a fort could it be? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. And so Smith only has, like, a handful of men with him. Like, yeah. maybe, like, 100 dudes or 200 dudes, which sounds like a lot, but, like, they're going as a British army. And they have literally no idea how many people are at Ticonderoga. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't scout. They don't do anything. <laughs> they're just like, could be a 1,000, could be four. I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> Who knows? We. We. <laughs> so he's like, let's do this, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, let's just make sure we have some more men just in case. Because also, like, our men are not trained to be in the military. Yeah. And we don't have guns for everyone probably. Like, a lot of times in these fights, it'll be like, they have enough for every person to have five bullets. And I'm like, that's not enough bullets. <laughs> Maybe not enough Maybe bullets? some people should have no bullets, and other people should have 50 bullets. Mm-hmm. 
who can shoot good and who is here to stab or something. Who has ever held a gun before? <laughs> it's like one person raised their hand. Okay, he gets the bullet. And he's like, I was lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought it, I just want, I thought I wanna, we were, I thought more people were going to raise their hands. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm the, and then they make him the sniper. Pew, yeah. pew. So enter Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys. Oh, my God. Which, I, I love their first album. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> their, their folk music. Their second was a little rough, but, you know, everyone has a sophomore syndrome. It's yeah. fine. But, yeah, they're from Vermont, uh, yeah. which you should know from Green Mountain Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a butt ton of them, right? There, he has, like, 600 people. A lot of Green Boys. Yes, a lot. Wow. Um. And so they come over, and they're where Smith is rowdy. These boys are super rowdy. <laughs> they're mountain rowdy. They're Vermont rowdy. Yeah. And so they're like really excited to go in here and bust some skulls. They're like, yeah. Remember when you were cool, Vermont? <laughs> Remember when, for a minute, <laughs> for like two seconds, <laughs> when you like had your own kingdom and you were kind of cool? Yeah, yeah. When you were the Green Mountain Boys. That's what they sh- we should call people from Vermont. What do we call them? Vermonters, probably. Vermont, Vermontians. <laughs> For monsters. For monsters. (laughs) Yes. That's your new name. So, yeah, Ethan Allen and the Vermonsters are here, and they're like, cool, we're going to do it. (laughs) It's like seriously a dope name, though. I know, right? I'm a little mad (laughs) that I made it up. No, just like it's oh, such a good, it's real such a good name, and it's like, and Vermont gets it, and Vermont gets it. That's true. That's a little depressing, but so there's this other guy, Mott, who's elected to be in charge mm-hmm. of these guys from Vermont, and he, he and does. he's got his own two hundred guys, but immediately he's like, Alan can do it, yeah, because Alan's got six hundred guys. Alan can do it, and specifically, all of Alan's guys are like, we'll only follow him. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Keep that in mind. So Smith goes to request permission from Massachusetts to be in charge of this Ticonderoga mission. He's like, this is what we want to do. I have the plan. It's right there. And it's my state. I'm ready to go. Let yeah. me do it. Let me I do have it. these guys. I got these guns. Let me do it. Let me do it. It's my idea. Let me do it. And they're like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah, fine. He gets permission specifically from the Massachusetts Committee of Safety, which sounds like <laughs> that's made up. Some Robespierre bullcrap. That's too. made up. Because isn't his something of safety? I don't know. I swear. Hold on. But also just Robespierre the, Public Safety Committee. Yeah. So I'm like, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. It's bad. Public safety means kill everyone. Good job, I guess. So this is Massachusetts Committee of Safety. Yeah, Robespierre, famous for the terror <laughs> yeah. of safety. Of, of the terror of safety. <laughs> safety terror. <laughs> safety terror. <laughs> um, so they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, go ahead. And he's like, sweet. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, but we got other people coming to help you. No, it was my like, time. Okay. All my perfect conditions had been met. I know. He's like, all right. And then they get there, and Ethan Allen is like, I don't care if you got permission from the Committee of Safety or whatever you were talking about. Um, whatever fake committee you just made up. Just right. Now. And so Smith is like, let me be in charge. And Allen's like, no. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, and specifically, like I said, all of his people are like, we'll only follow him. So mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah. And so Smith is like, fine, we'll share it. Fine. How about we share? Yeah. And Alan's like, okay, we can do that. Whatever you say. So they get to the fort, and they have one sentry guarding the entire fort. Like, it's not that good of a fort. People people are building it up, but I don't think it's that good. (laughs) Can you imagine how much that guy pooped his pants? (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, they uh, don't even, like, I don't know if they know that, like, Lexington and Concord have happened. Oh, yeah, true. But, like, they definitely, Lexington and Concord are, like, more like people are arguing and then mob forms and then they fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas they don't expect that the Americans are going to assemble and then as an act of aggression come and take a fort from them. <laughs> yeah. Like this is so much more <laughs> just aggressive in general. Like what is even happening? Yeah, this isn't like a bar brawl turns into a giant fight. This is like they organized and came to wreck us. <laughs> And like, and not only that, but like, look how many people they have <laughs> to organize this quickly. Hundreds to come here for this. Yeah. So he's like, "What?" Um, so they're like, "Can I speak to your manager?" <laughs> hey, uh, can we speak to your manager? He's like, "Yeah, hold on a minute." Yeah. I... And so he goes inside, uh, and they're like, "Commander comes out, who immediately surrenders." Because they only have forty-four soldiers in the entire fort. <clears throat> yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Because who are they? They don't need to defend it from anyone. Like, who are they? They kicked out France. No one's here. (laughs) No one's here. America's here. She's coming knocking. (laughs) She's knocking. This is my house now. (laughs) America's here. Get out. Freedom's knocking. So they're like, sweet. We won the (laughs) fort. This battle took 10 minutes. Woo. Woo. And freaking the Green Mountain Boys are like, oh man, we're amazing. Look at how cool we are. You know? And Smith is like, I mean, yeah, like, we did do it, but, like, we didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. He's done this before. He's been in a battle where he won by not doing anything, and he's like, it's not that interesting, you Mm -hmm. know? He's like an honor boy, right? He, like, wants his family to have all this honor. So, like, to him, them surrendering to you isn't like, wow, I'm amazing. It's just, like, it's good, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's not the honorable, like, when you defeat them in battle, and then you're like, because of my valor and, like, incredible skill, sure, I win. So he's kind of like, eh. Like, he's happy about it because he's, like, mostly because he's— Thinking ahead, like that the that like the committee of safety or whatever, mm-hmm. and like other people are going to be like, oh, he had a successful mission, mm-hmm. and then they'll give him like more important stuff to do, yeah. or like he might actually get to do something cool. But the Green Mountain Boys and Ethan Allen are like, awesome, let's drink all their booze. I mean, yeah, immediately just straight yeah. for the booze, and I'm like, they cannot have enough booze in there for 600 people, let alone I think I think you end up having like a thousand people. So yeah. I'm like, there's no way. Uh, so, yeah, they just run to the rum immediately and just get totally sloshed. They're just, whoa, you know. Yeah, sounds right. Singing terrible songs out of key. For monsters. Right. <laughs> uh, and they only talk to Smith in order to make fun of him, yeah. uh, to bully him, <laughs> threaten his life, and are shooting at him with guns. Why? Just to be mean. Just because they're drunk. They're like, ha-ha, it's funny. And I'm like, it's not funny at all. <laughs> This is how the Sons of Liberty be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I hate him. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. We wouldn't follow you. I can't imagine someone drunkenly shooting at you as a joke, and you're just like how upset you'd be and also scared. So Smith gets into this argument with Colonel James Easton. Sure. Uh, who wants to deliver the uh, like announcement of the victory to the capture of Massachusetts because Smith wants to do it. Mm-hmm. But this guy's like, I'm going to go do it. And he knows whoever does it's going to get credit. Yeah. And he's like, I deserve a credit. Like, I did it the right way, and I, like, it's my idea. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. <laughs> Probably not. In a regimental 
memorandum book. Oh. <laughs> in the, I'm assuming like in the margins, Smith wrote, I took the liberty of breaking his head and on his refusing to draw like a gentleman, like they're going to duel, he having a hanger, a short sword, by his <laughs> side and a case of loaded pistols in his pocket, I kicked him very heartily and ordered him from the point immediately. <laughs> I kicked him like a dog. So they're just fighting <laughs> physically. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so Easton does his best to just take Smith out of the equation entirely. Mm-hmm. He's like, he wasn't, and he didn't do anything. Uh, it was all us. It was all me. And yeah. Ethan Allen. I did it. Who's Smith? I don't know. Who? I don't like him. It's, and these are two different people, Easton and Ethan Allen, even though their names sound similar. Yeah. Two people that he's, like, pissed off at this thing uh, by just being there and wanting credit, mm-hmm. you know, generally. <laughs> and so then when Smith is heading back... Just to be like, I win. Back to the shop. Back to home or, yeah. like, to Congress or something. He sees that, like, the British are assembling nearby. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Because uh, now they're like, hell no. Like, that's not chill for you oh, to do. hell We're no. We're going to take that right back. And he's like, that's bad. <laughs> that will not stand. <laughs> that's bad. Oh. And so his little group of guys, he's like, we got to go because they're going to destroy us. Because he sees, I think, 1,200 British soldiers. You know, and all in uniforms and ready to go. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's really bad. And so they're leaving. And then on the way, he, like, passes Ethan Allen and his Green Mountain boys. And they're like, dude, we're looking for you guys because we want to fight some more. And I'm like, you didn't fight at all, but that's fine. They want to fight at all. Yeah. Um, and Alan, or uh, Smith is like, you got to turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. There's, it's bad up there. You're yeah. like, they're going to destroy you. Uh and Alan's like, no, we can do it. <laughs> no. We can do it. No. This is like, a, you know, a few days later, but they're probably still drunk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we can do it. Um, and he's like, fine. Like, okay, if you're going to go do it, which I'm not. Like, Smith will not do it. But he's like, if you guys are going to go, I'll give you some supplies that we have that we don't need. And uh, good luck. And, mm-hmm. like, just be careful. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. Good luck. He's like, there's a lot of them, okay? And he's like, I don't care. Uh, And so they get there, and, like, Alan camps, like, right next to the British camp, Mm -hmm. where you could see him with your eyes. Yeah, with your eyeballs. Not even high sound in bushes, nothing. (laughs) Just, like, really close by. Just out in the open. And they're just like, let's just take a nap. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, and then they you wake ever, up. You ever, like, see people napping, like, in public, and you're like, how? What are you doing? Yeah, how do you do that? How do you do that? They're just, like, on a bench, and you're like, what? Yeah, or, like, like out on a lawn, and yeah. they're just, like, napping. Like, <laughs> are you afraid someone's going to, like, come and do something? Like a dog's going to pee on you, or, yeah. like, a person is going to step on you, or anything? Literally. Steal your wallet? Right. Come up and just, like, no take fear. one of your shoes? <laughs> Just one just to piss one, you just, off. Just, just, just It'd be better you. if they just took both, but they only took one. It was, it's only as a lesson <laughs> yes, for sleeping in public. And they know that they won't get in trouble for theft because it was a theft lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you only take one, because then they're like, <laughs> one shoe is it, like useless, you know? Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's I, not didn't, worth anything. I didn't want, if I don't want it, it's not really thieving. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson. <laughs> it's a lesson. <laughs> It's a moral lesson. That's how you get away with stealing. Yeah. Kids, don't But, don't but did they learn anything? <laughs> then it wasn't theft. Mm. That's right. There's a lesson to be learned. <laughs> That's what we learned. That's how parents do it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so he doesn't care, and they go and sleep in the grass in public, norm, completely normal. And then um, they wake up to the British firing cannons at them. Weird. 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 Uh, and that's why you don't sleep in public. Yeah, don't do that. That's and, why Americans uh, have a fear of sleeping in public. And then they get captured 
By the British? Yeah. Cool. When he comes back and he has to explain, they're like, what happened? What are you doing? We took a nap. And you know what he says? <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> you know what he says? What they say he like say? that. <laughs> um, he's like, Smith didn't warn me. Oh, no. <laughs> that they were there. Yeah. Well, and he says that he warned him, but he underplayed it. And they, like, he's trying to convince them without, like, overtly saying. Mm -hmm. Smith was trying to get him killed. Sure. He was like, he made it sound really easy. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he wanted me to die. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) That's a lot. Um, And he's backed up by his friends, Edward Mott, who gave him a charge earlier of his guys. Uh, James Easton, who Smith was just fighting with, uh-huh. and uh, this random guy, John Brown. And Mr. Brown, who's, who's also there. Who is here as well. So I'm like, well, there we go. It's That's, not good, is it? <laughs> we made some enemies, and um, it's a bad time. Everyone hated that. Rough. <laughs> Everyone hated that. It's so true. <laughs> So the British are, like, really mad about the Fort Ticonderoga business. (laughs) They're, like, really mad. Excessively mad. They're like, not only did we lose a fort, but Connecticut took our fort. Connecticut? And Vermont? What? Really? No. No. That sounds fake. There's just no way. Uh, Smith is already on his next mission. He's done with this Fort Ticonderoga stuff. And he's like, I have friends in Canada. I have friends in Canada. <laughs> yeah, they're friends. So. Um, but he really does. <laughs> and a girlfriend in <laughs> Canada. In Canada. In the West Indies. Yeah, in the West Indies. Who did not give me VD. She didn't. No. No. Uh, and I'll shoot you about it. I'll sh- yeah, I'll shoot you too. <laughs> but uh, he has a real friend in Canada. <laughs> and um, he's and that guy's like, dude, Canada's really mad at the British in general. And he's like, awesome, because then we can uh, awesome. We can awesome. <laughs> he's close enough. Um, he's like, we can just bust in through Fort Ticonderoga up to Canada, and then we'll just wipe them out there. Because mm-hmm. now they're moving all their troops down to America. Because they're like, well, we have to defend like defend yeah. America from the Americans. Gotta flank them, right? But then he's like, well, while they go this way, we're gonna go that way, and we'll get Canada. Ha mm-hmm. ha. Which Ha-ha. you know works because we own Canada now. Because we have Canada. <laughs> Thanks, Smith. I mean, you did it. I don't know how much of old Canada we have. <laughs> Not much. I mean, it's like Maine. Maybe we, we have like quite a bit of old Mexico. Yes, that's true. So I don't know. I don't think we have very much of old Canada. <laughs> okay. I think it's just Maine and Alaska mostly. Okay. Yeah, and we, you know, and this isn't Alaska's not part of this, so mm-hmm. not involved. Maybe we get Maine. I don't know. <laughs> but. uh Alan goes to report about Ticonderoga, right? Mm -hmm. Like, while they're talking to him about why did you get captured, um, they're like, well, how did Ticonderoga go before that happened? And he's like, yeah, I did great. It was all me. I really nailed it. I did it. And he's like, Smith was there, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, at one point he says he walked in with me. Like, he's accompanying him. Yeah. And then the next time he doesn't mention him at all. Like, he's the ghost. Yeah. He's not even there. Who? Who? Her? <laughs> what? Uh, I thought that was one of his friends from Canada. I thought that was one of his friends. And so then later, when Smith makes his report, people don't believe him. Oh, he's like he's lying. Because like, he's like last we, on the totem pole here. We were warned that you would lie about this. <laughs> yeah, like Colonel Easton was like, it was me. And then Ethan Allen was like, it was me and Easton because they're friends. And then Smith was like, I did it. And they're like, 
Who are you? No. This guy? You're the one that we've had complaints about. Right. And he doesn't even know. Yeah. Because, like, he's been doing other stuff, like, mm-hmm. with his team and, like, making sure they're safe and get home. Uh, like, the only reason I think Alan gets there first is because he got kidnapped by the British. Mm-hmm. And they had to go bargain for him. Yeah. So then they were like, what did you do? And then he was like, it's his fault. Also, I was the best, and I took the thing. And I'm like, why would you believe him when he just got captured? Mm -hmm. That he's like, yeah, it was all me at the fort. And I'm like, I did it. Why would you believe that when he literally just failed so hard? Because I took the fort. And he's like, well, I only failed because of the other guy Mm -hmm. that wasn't at the fort, probably. It wasn't me. (laughs) I know, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. Uh, Congress is mad, generally, probably. but Like all the time. (laughs) Mostly right now. From day one. They're mad at New York and the northern states, Mm -hmm. and uh, they want to give up Ticonderoga entirely, even though they just got it. They're just like, just give it back, because they're worried because the British are mad about it. Mm -hmm. And John is like, dude, I just got that. What's up? Like, why why would we do that? There's no reason. And, like, then they're just going to come in and be mad at us, you know? Like, we got to keep it Mm -hmm. for defense and safety. (laughs) Uh, But I think part of it's, like, a lot of the northern states don't want to be in this Mm-hmm. You know, southern states are like, yeah, get your guns and let's go. And the northern states are like, do we? Do we, though? Because they're worried about the economy. <laughs> but do we? Because they're like, they, get, they make us a lot of money, the British. And I'm like, they take a lot of your money, the British. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember the taxes? Do you remember the taxes? <laughs> do you remember? And so then Congress gets a letter from Massachusetts, who the, has this committee of safety. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like, no, we need it. We need the fort. <laughs> the safety needs it. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, fine, but the governor of Connecticut will pick who gets to be in charge. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we have a few candidates mm-hmm. who could be in charge. And Jonathan Trumbull is the governor. Who do you think not, he picks? Not, don't. Oh, I thought that was that was the pick. I'm like, don't pick nope. someone named Trumbull. No, no, that's the governor. Don't pick a Trumbull. Who do you think the governor picks? Oh, I don't know. I mean, is it Smith? No. Oh, of course not. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm like, it, it couldn't possibly be Smith. Oh my god! You haven't noticed how the story's going. It's not him. Don't pick him. Um, his, the, he picks Benjamin Hinman, a mystery man. Uh, but Smith's not happy about it because he's like, I did that. Uh, and Ethan Allen is like, that's fine. He, I'm from Vermont anyway. I don't need to be in charge of this. And he relinquishes his control of it. You know, because he's like, he was in charge of that mission, so he's technically in charge of it right now. Smith does not. He's like, no. <laughs> Trying to bait me into guessing a name I would never guess. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you get somebody. I see you. Uh, instead, he threatens to sail two ships under his command directly to the British outpost and surrender them. Okay. If you don't give okay. me the fort. I'll do it. I'll, I'll trade her. And he got those ships from the fort. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I have ships now, and I'll just go straight to the British and surrender them. I'll just give them right back. Ha ha. Ha ha. I'll become a prisoner just to spite you. And Hinman uh, enlists uh, Smith's trees or the treasonous Smith's soldiers. So he just takes his team and then takes his ships and then says, go home. Go home? <laughs> You're terrible. Please. Um, Smith's mad, obviously. So he goes to Albany and writes a statement about what happened at Ticonderoga to the Continental Congress. Because mm-hmm. he's like, help me out here, dudes. I don't think they care. <laughs> How's it going, dudes? There's a lot happening, and I don't think the Continental Congress cares about your dumb fort they didn't want. Yeah. They already didn't want it. I mean, I don't think he knows that, but, like, they're like, there's a lot of trouble over something we don't need. Yeah. Except for Massachusetts wants it. And they have to, like, worry about other stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy like, so what happened was, listen, you have the wrong—you're not giving me my credit. Yeah. 
please. I'm an important boy and you're not love you don't love me enough. Well, unfortunately, uh he gets caught in between political fighting states. So that Massachusetts and Connecticut are both like trying to vie for control in the con- like in Congress and in the war in general. Mm-hmm. So they're like button heads about Fort Ticonderoga and like who's in charge and who it should be and everything. Um, because I think Massachusetts has a deal with the governor of Connecticut for him to put someone in there that they like. Yeah. So that's why they were like, he gets to pick. Because then mm-hmm. it's not them picking, but there still it gets to be someone they want. And they don't want Smith because they think that he did things or didn't do things. It's confusing. And this is, like, very annoying to Smith, like, that this is even a part of anything. Like, yeah. he's very frustrated consistently with the political aspects of the war. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, this is about fighting. <laughs> it's not about this person over this person because I like this person better. Like, that drives him crazy. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, this is stupid and I hate it. Um, and... Uh, Massachusetts says that Connecticut can keep it, like they're not going to fight for the fort specifically, but Smith feels like just no, they don't care about him because Massachusetts is the one who gave him the, like, you know, the Congress the doesn't place. care about me. Massachusetts doesn't care oh, about him. Massachusetts, the, the entire state doesn't care about me. <laughs> and even though they're at the same rank, me. Uh, people want Smith to be under Hinman's command, which he's not happy about either. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just leaves the fort eventually oh um because he finds like that insulting because he technically i think has seniority over hinman even though they're the same rank so he's like i would never uh put myself below somebody who i'm supposed to be ahead of mm-hmm. right in t- how military would do mm-hmm. so he's mad um his his pride has been wounded mm-hmm. and they send like congress sends uh, people to spy on Smith to see how he's doing with his soldiers, like with his militia, mm-hmm. um, because like they've gotten reports from people who don't like him that he's like not treating them well or not training them or something. Yeah. So now they're spying on him too. Oh, cool. Yeah, really good. Really, a lot of you know strong positive feelings in the revolution, trust, and like a good time. For <laughs> Very the, organized against this guy. Yes, specifically. And he goes home and he learns that his wife died last month. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And they were married for five years before she died, and he has two sons with her. Okay. Um, so now he's like... Tiny, tiny sons. Yeah. Right. They're very young. And, you know, now he's in charge of militia, so he's like, what am I supposed to do? And the answer is, Hannah, your sister will take care of your kids. Yes. She becomes their mom. She has no use. <laughs> Except taking care of children. Mm-hmm. And now she has children to take care of. Yeah. Her, her purpose is fulfilled. Great. <laughs> Also, she was taking care of his business while he's gone, too. Yeah. So she's got a lot to do, actually. And then a few years later, his father-in-law dies. Uh, and so my notes say, so literally all his family, but his sister and his kids are dead. Yeah. Because the sheriff was kind of like his substitute dad, you know, for after his dad died. Mm. And he's like his father-in-law. Yeah. And so then he dies, too. And it's like, awesome. I mean, old. Everybody dead. Everybody dead. Mm-hmm. And he says to Hannah, how is the scene change? Every recollection of past happiness heightens my present grief. Cool. And I'm like, big mood. Yeah. <laughs> so he's real sad. Neat. Yes. Um, but to leave us on a hopeful note here, uh, Smith leaves Connecticut to go to Massachusetts to meet, guess who? Schlingflingdel or whoever it was. <laughs> Benjamin Hinman? <laughs> yeah. Nope. He's in Fort Ticonderoga. <laughs> uh, he goes to meet 
Mr. George Washington, who wants to give him a new military post. Uh, Is it a trap? Nope. Feels like a trap. It's not. Mm. (laughs) Feels like a trap. Did they finally read all his letters where he's like, I'm a good boy? (laughs) No, Washington likes him. Okay. Congress doesn't like him. Uh, But Washington doesn't like Congress. And neither does this guy. (laughs) So it's perfect. It's fine. Yay. It's fine. All right, do you want to guess who we're talking about? Yeah, although for, like, I have a main guess. Okay. But I want to tell you, uh, like, your options. Kind of everyone. Okay. Because, like, my, my idea has changed throughout the episode. Okay. Because, like, at first I was thinking maybe, like, one of the Adamses. Okay. Or, like, like one of the Sam, Adams like, family. Like, right. <laughs> but, like, maybe, like, Sam Adams or John sure. Hancock, just because I know they were really into business and smuggling before the war. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, like in the Sons of Liberty and mm-hmm. all that. And I'm like, is it like Revere? I don't know that much about Revere. But I'm mm-hmm. like, no, then he's he's not involved enough in uh, Concord and Lexington. So yeah, I was yeah. Like, so it's not him. He's I'm not like, there. And I said it in the beginning, but now I'm like, all I can think about is Benedict Arnold, mm-hmm. and pretty sure he was involved in Fort Ticonderoga, mm-hmm. like in the Albany region yeah. or something. I'm like. And once I said it, like, I, I literally can't think of anybody else. <laughs> yeah. One of those things. So I'm like, well, I think that's my guess. It is Benedict Arnold. Yeah. You were correct. Yeah. I'm probably going to cut it out when you said the beginning. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for everyone else. Because, <laughs> like, there's only but, so yeah. many people in the war that people have, like, really strong it's true. negative feelings about. And it's, it's like, mostly Benedict it's Arnold. mostly Benedict Arnold. It's and, true. Like, like, kind of Burr, but, like, he yeah. didn't do enough in the war. It's mostly no. after the war that people don't like him for. Right. And, I mean, people don't like, or people don't have negative feelings about Benedict Arnold until the end of the war. Because <laughs> he's good for most of it. But, like, to the point where his name is, yeah. uh, like, a trope. You're like, oh, that guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Benedict Arnold in mm. your way through Great. whatever. Right. But, yeah, they had a little bit in this in that book that I said I read where... They were like, yeah, they're like, oh, oh, the traitor. Oh, my. You know? And then the author's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean. In like, in, like, the nicest way of, like, well, actually, though, you know, that it's like, yeah, that happens. Um, but then... The, once I read about in there, in there, his little snippet, like I said, a couple pages, about just him giving you an overview of, like, why. Because I think... Uh, when we talk about him, we only talk about what mm-hmm. and not why at all. Right. Because it's like there's no reason you would do that. And it's like mm-hmm. there's a big reason why he does this. There's a reason. Most people do things with reasons. And so, yeah, I want to talk about that. So in our next episode or two about him, we'll talk about just sad life. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. And, um, yeah. I was surprised about all Motivates the— Motivates him. The, like, up in the air, I did it with the fort because I'd always read that just he took it. I think that's, like, a modern thing Mm -hmm. um, that they, like, you know, historians are like, yeah, he did that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the time, yeah, it's anybody's guess who was actually in charge, who actually did it, who plan is it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to... Bernadette Arnold. Bernadette Arnold. <laughs> and um, the, the Connecticutter. The Connecticut. The Nutmegger. The Nutmegger <laughs> Arnold. And you learned some good things here and had some f- laughy, funny times. And 
We'll see you in the next part. Don't sleep outside. Don't do it. Until next time. Um, let me see what I'm like. I want to do like what happens next time. You know, he starts working with Philip Schuyler, mm-hmm. uh, Hamilton's father-in-law. Very exciting. <laughs> Woo! You've heard of him. Everyone's excited for the Skyler. There's a <laughs> there's a song in Hamilton called Skyler Defeated. It's about him losing his Senate seat. <laughs> you know him. You know him. As they go, the man who lost his Senate seat. They go to Canada and it's a bad time. It's a terrible it's always a bad time in Canada. Yeah. But then there's uh, I think in the next episode will be there's a, a freaking juke move. The Arnold pulls a what a juke move. What's that? I don't even know how to explain it. Like a <laughs> is it a boxing thing? Maybe. Um, I always hear it in games, like video games, when you're like multiplayer, like playing against people. Uh-huh. But it's just like you being crafty. Okay. And like that, you say like he juked me. You've never heard? I I swear, I swear that game girls say it all the time. I mean, maybe if like it's, he juked it's... me, bro. <laughs> I guess I always thought it was duked. Oh. <laughs> like duke it out, but he duked me. Duke is in, in sports means make a sham move to mislead an opponent. Oh. Where, what's it from? I don't know. It's also got a definition in Northern English and Scottish. Sure. But like what, where, does, where does the word come from? I mean, just look up that word and then etymology or the phrase in etymology. It says it's from English. Cool. Duck to juke. <laughs> Like he, he duck out he, of the way. He ducked him. <laughs> and then he juked you. <laughs> uh, originally Scottish, perhaps related to the verb duck. <laughs> They're not sure where it comes from. Sure. It's confusing. Fair enough, I reckon. But he pulls a juke move on the British. <laughs> and it's incredible. <laughs> Yay. And then for two minutes, they're like amazing. Two minutes. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they timed it. It's two minutes of good. Yep. It's his, yeah, some people get 15 minutes of fame, he gets two. He gets two minutes. Two minutes. We're timing it. <laughs> Which is even less back in the day. It wasn't even... <laughs> the it conversion. Was, the conversion is so much... <laughs> That's fi- it's 15 pretty, seconds. It's pretty harsh. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, and we want to say thank you to our patrons. And I'm going to go in random order this time. Sadie, Natalia, Michael, Daniel, Julia, Gami, Lorena, and Josh, Kara, Ashley, Caitlin, Kathleen, and Natalie. Natalie. I think that was everyone, but doing it out of order is hard. Uh, We love you. Thank you for your support. And uh, we'll see you guys. You'll hear us, whatever happens normally, next time. On the next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.